This could have been a podcast about anything, but I chose the topic of squirrels. This could have been a podcast about celebrities, such as Will Ferrell. It could have even been a podcast about phrases and things, like shooting fish in a barrel. But in the end, I chose the most notorious creature. I chose the little squirrel. Hello and welcome back to Fair and Squirrel, the number one and only squirrel-related podcast in the UK, and hopefully the world. So the question on everyone's mind is, why make a podcast about squirrels? I'd rather ask, why listen to a podcast about squirrels? There's only a few reasons I can really think of. You've lost your mind. Your phone's broken and this is just on autoplay. Or maybe your boyfriend made you a present. And I use that word generously. For some sort of event and thought that a squirrel podcast would be romantic. Well, why don't we all just sit back, relax, grab a cuppa, and learn a little bit about our favourite little squirrely friends. So why squirrels? Squirrels aren't exactly the most interesting animal in the world. You know, they're no bee, they're no ant, or tiger, or chicken, or donkey. So why a squirrel? Well, hopefully if you think squirrels are boring, you'll change your mind just a little bit over the course of this podcast. So where do we start with squirrels? I think the most important place to start is the name. Because I think... I'm going to say squirrel or that, and you need to know what that really means and where that comes from. So the word squirrel itself actually comes from 1327. That's when the word originated. That's a long time ago. That's almost 700 years ago. As of the recording of this podcast, in five years, we'll be having the 700th anniversary of squirrels. You're probably going to look out the window You'll see people wearing massive squirrel costumes, going to some sort of squirrel dance. It'll be a party for the ages to celebrate 700 years of squirrels existing. But the word itself, squirrel, well, that started in 1327. There was a word before that, a bit of a root word, and that's esquirel from Anglo-Norman. Now, I don't know what that means. But it's not very important because it has another root, which would be escudelle, which comes from Old French, as you could probably tell. I assume the accent of French is probably the same. I imagine French people have always sounded like that. But that also comes from another word. That's right, we're three levels into the squirrelception here. So escudelle comes from skiros. A Latin word, which comes from an ancient Greek word as well, skiuros, which is basically the same thing. Skiuros in ancient Greek, though, that means shadow-tailed, which I'd just like to point out, it's first lie of the evening, first massive lie. Have you ever seen a squirrel? Hopefully, otherwise, you know, you're a bit fucked here, but squirrels have real tails. Squirrels don't have shadow tails. Squirrel shadows do have tails themselves, but squirrels don't have shadow tails. So 
it's a little bit it's a little bit confusing so on the topic of squirrels and words and names what is a group of squirrels called more importantly what should it be called have a think maybe have a little uh, have a little work around in your brain and see if you can think of a good name for what a squirrel group would be called it's actually called a scurry or potentially a dre now i definitely didn't forget dre because that's also the name of their nests quite interesting their nests are these spherical football shaped stick huts that they build in trees and they can actually build different ones depending on the time of year so if it's summer squirrels will build a light you know not very much stick coverage bit of a bit of a shed bit of a summer house penthouse but during the winter when the weather's going to be a lot more harsh squirrels are going to build more tightly packed more dense walls of their football house i think that's really interesting to know what time of year it is to know okay look we're going to need to see that wall over there that's meant to be a load bearing football wall we're going to need to put a few more sticks in there you know really make that a bit better for the winter they're a bit like you know uh interior designers i suppose uh, or exterior designers somebody that would deal with walls maybe like uh somebody who would work in the construction industry we can only hope that if a squirrel is working in the construction industry that it has the appropriate uh, certificates Perhaps a CSCS card, just to prove that it knows what it's doing. So, if squirrels live in these things called drays and live up in the trees, what happens when it gets really, really windy? Well, a squirrel can be sitting up in its little house. Might say, I'm going out to the pub, I'm going to have a couple. I'm leaving the kids here, I'm... Doing a maddie, doing a maddie McCann, I'm going to leave the kids in this nest. I'm going to pop off to the uh, to the pub. She leaves. Strong wind comes in. Right. Knocks all of these little babies out of the tree. These little squirrellings. They're actually called kittens, but I don't like that. I think squirrellings would be better. Uh, maybe squirrelets. I think that's quite good as well. Uh, all these little babies will come falling out of the tree, right? And the mother, she'll come home from the pub later on and she'll, she'll be looking around, she'll be like, where the fuck, what the fuck's going on? She'll uh, look down the tree, she'll climb down. We'll talk more about how squirrels climb down trees later on. It's quite interesting. So she'll get all the way down to the bottom and she'll look around. Sees all these baby squirrels. She's like, fuck, look at, what the fuck? She'll go over and she'll sort of touch one. She'll go, hold on a fo- hold on a minute. This baby, that's half a degree too cold. That can't be my baby. I don't really want it anymore if it is. So off you go, mate. Just abandons them. Mothering skills there. Imagine having parents so, so high strung with such high expectations of you that if, if you so much as become half a degree too cold, they'll disown you. Call you a disappointment to the family. What the fuck? Well, 
squirrels do have quite a few little babies. Uh, I couldn't find an exact number, but it does tend to change depending on the type of squirrel. And there are lots of those. Uh, I found some of the most interesting ones online as well. There was actually this one called the African Pygmy Squirrel. And it's like, it, it's a mouse. It's a mouse. That's all it is. It's a mouse with a squirrel tail. Uh, if you go on Google at uh, some point in your life and you have a fancy typing in African Pygmy Squirrel, you'll see this little squirrel. It's actually just a mouse. It's just got a big tail. And it fits in the palm of my hand and it is tiny and it is very cute. I'm not going to lie. It's also a big boy. It's also a big squirrely boy. There's a couple of them actually. I found the uh, Bhutan Giant Flying Squirrel. Don't know if I said that right, but that's what it's called. It's over four foot. Over four foot. I'm sure that includes the tail, which I think is a little bit cheaty. Like you look at a squirrel and you think, oh, that's a big squirrel. But you don't count the size of the tail. All right. So this one's over four foot and it's a flying squirrel, apparently. I didn't look into this, if it actually is one of the proper flying squirrels. But can you imagine you're walking around Bhutan? You've got your, you know, you've got your shoes on, you're walking around, you're having an adventure. You're on a travelling, uh, bit of a travelling day. And you're walking through the woods and all of a sudden you hear this creaking and snapping and cracking of branches. As a fucking massive four foot squirrel flies out of the tree at 600 miles per hour almost knocks your fucking hat off with this massive tail that motherfucker that shouldn't be able to fly a four foot I mean that's like a dog that's like if a dog jumped from a tree and just flew so uh, they're actually really pretty uh, if you have a look online uh, I'm not going to keep telling you to look up stuff online but if you do want to have a look at it uh, it's sort of like a maroon colour uh, it looks a bit like a sloth and a bit like a, a squirrel at the same time. Uh, but its tail sort of looks to just sort of be a bit dangly. Not like, you know, a usual squirrel tail. Uh, and its tail, even though it's it's mostly maroon coloured, its tail sort of turns into a yellow at the bottom. It's really, it's really cool, actually. Um, so I mentioned before about squirrels climbing, uh, climbing down trees, right? And I said that was quite interesting. And it is. Because if I were to climb a tree... I would probably climb up, and then when I climb back down, I would probably go down feet first, right? That seems like the safest option. But squirrels decide, well, we're going to just turn our feet, our back feet, we're going to turn them 180 degrees so that they are pointing away from our heads, which automatically sounds so stupid. And then they just sort of grab onto the tree and walk down, like they're sort of... I don't know, like a spider, and walk down head first. I just find that so strange. Uh, but they do have very good vision because of that. They live in trees, so they've got very good vision. Um, and they've actually got a few different senses that we don't really have. So uh, the most important one is uh, something called vibrissi. Um, and this is uh, a sense that they have due to essentially whiskers. So they've got whiskers on the face. I don't know if you've looked at the squirrel closely, but they do actually have whiskers, which I thought was quite cute. So, a squirrel will be walking around, and it'll be like, oh, what's that? And all of a sudden, its, it's hairs on its arms and legs are wiggling, wibbling, wobbling, and they can feel this vibration. And they can go, shit, something's coming, they run away. 
They know when a bear's running up to them or they know when a tiger's running up to them without even having to hear it. You know, even if it's a, I don't know, loud deer. I don't know what loud deer means, but a squirrel can sense using these little hairs on its arms and legs. And these hairs, they're a bit thicker and they don't just go into a regular hair follicle. They go into a different type of hair follicle. Uh, apparently it's a, it's a, it's a vibrissae hair follicle, which has a blood capsule tied to it. And that blood capsule is fun of something called blood sinus. Apparently that type of blood and that blood sinus stuff interacts a lot with sensory nerves. So that hair wiggles just a tiny bit and the entire squirrel is going to be like, whoa, that hair's wiggling. Whenever that hair wiggles, that means something's coming. So I think that's really interesting. Uh, unlike, however, I don't think it's very interesting, the teeth of squirrels, I find that to be mostly just gross. Uh, you've got, if I could paint you a picture of what the teeth look like, it's a bit like if you had a fork and you chopped the prongs off the fork. And you put them into pairs. So you had two prongs and two prongs separately. And you glued them together, each of the two pairs. And then you jammed each of those pairs into a squirrel's mouth. One on the bottom and one on the top. Now you've got squirrel teeth. Well, you don't have squirrel teeth, but the squirrel has squirrel teeth. Or I suppose that's, that squirrel just has fork teeth. But that's what it looks like. And those teeth sort of just grow and grow and grow for their entire lives. Uh, so they've got to keep eating on shit, right? They've got to keep nibbling and gnawing away at stuff just to wear the teeth down. Because if they don't, the teeth just keep growing. Then they get ridiculous and they get out of control. But it's a bit of a problem because if a squirrel doesn't shave its teeth down every so often, then those teeth are going to grow past each other. Which, once it hits a certain point, they're not going to be able to shave those teeth down anymore. So you can imagine that there's sort of a point of no return where once your teeth get this big, that's it, can't go back. But the teeth aren't aren't the only fun thing about a squirrel. You've also got their uh, their tails. Now, I found this really strange because I thought going into a squirrel uh, research session that I'd be coming out going, what's the most interesting bit about a squirrel? Well, it's the tail. And it turns out that that is kind of interesting, but... It's not as interesting as uh, what they eat. So I'll get onto that a little bit later. But the most interesting thing about their tail is uh, all the different things they use it for. Um, so apparently they use it to uh, keep the rain off them and the wind and the cold. Uh, if they're getting a little bit too hot, they'll pump blood through the tail just to keep, like, you know, keep themselves cool to regulate the body temperature. When they jump around, they can use it as a weight to counterbalance themselves and they can spin it around all sorts of crazy stuff but in fly fishing apparently squirrel tail hairs are quite valuable when it comes to the bait for fly fishing now is that not just such a strange crossover episode you think of fly fishing and you think of squirrel tails and it just doesn't seem like those two things are ever going to interact like how who decided and why like, who looked at the squirrel and went, the tail on that squirrel, it looks like it has a hair on it. It'll be really good for my fishing line at home. Like, that's just such a strange and, like, obscure thing to think. 
Anyway, we're going to move on to talking about what squirrels eat. We're talking about the teeth before, so why don't we talk a little bit about what they eat? Now, the really boring answer here is seeds and nuts and shit. Who gives a shit? It's stupid anyway, right? You're a squirrel. You're walking around. You're like, I'm really hungry. I think I left some seeds in the ground earlier. I think I'll go and grab them. Have them for dinner, right? You walk around, you're looking for them. Apparently, 30% of them you can't even find. So that's the problem of burying your food to begin with. But you are burying one of the only things in the world that when you bury it, it will just no longer be food. Like, it'll just turn into a different thing. So if I was hungry and I was like, oh, I really want uh, soup, right? I might have some of my soup and then I might be like, right, I might have the rest of the soup later. So I'll put it in a tin, put a tin of soup in the ground, bury that. And when I come back in, you know, a year's time to have a bit more soup, that soup is not going to be a tree. It's not going to be a soup tree. Or a pizza, you know, you're not going to bury a pizza and you're not going to get a pizza tree. But they decide to bury nuts in the ground. It's like, that's the only thing that if you bury it in the ground, it's going to turn into a tree. I just find that really weird. Anyway, so the really boring answer to what squirrels eat is the answer, which is nuts and seeds and shit. Forget that. Let's talk about suburbanization, right? Because this goes on to really what the interesting thing is that squirrels eat. So, suburbanization is basically when an animal is like, I've been chilling with these humans for a long time. I quite like them. You know, the feeders, they don't kill us anymore. Everything seems all right. I'm not going to be scared of them anymore. So these squirrels start becoming a bit friendlier with us. At the same time, they also get fed by humans. So they start to become a little bit reliant on them, right? Now, what do you get when you mix a squirrel that's reliant on you and a squirrel that isn't scared of you. Well, you get aggressive squirrels, right? And squirrels get really angry when they don't get exactly what they want, which is usually food. So what can a squirrel eat when it's really angry? Any fucking thing they want. I've looked into this, and I have found stories. There's a scientist called Bill Bailey, or some shit. I didn't write down the name, but it sounded a bit like Bill Bailey. Uh, he was back in the early uh, 1900s, right? He said that he saw this uh, 13-lined squirrel, it's called. 13-lined squirrel. I imagine it had 13 lines. Really inventive name there. Uh, apparently he was trying to eat a chicken. Not like a chicken nugget. A chicken. Like a proper chicken. It's a squirrel. And not one of these four-foot ones either. It's just a squirrel. Um, there was another one who was trying to eat a dead snake, right? Now, the important thing here is the quote says that it was a freshly dead snake. So... Did the squirrels kill it? Did the squirrels kill that snake? I don't know. I would assume not, but given that in, well, I don't know what year it was, but in Russia, reportedly, a pack of black squirrels once ate a dog. And this was described as a large dog, right? We're not talking about a chihuahua or a baby dog or some sort of thing. This was a large dog, and a pack of squirrels ate the dog. How does a squirrel eat a dog? Also, I'm very curious if they try to bury the dog afterwards. That would be that would be really interesting. Every squirrel you've ever seen in your entire life likes to bask. That's the uh, that's the fact of the day. That's the most important fact I'm going to tell you. 
Squirrels like to bask in the sun like turtles. They'll go out, they'll grab onto a tree, maybe they'll lie down on the ground, they'll spread their arms out, spread their legs out, and they'll just sunbathe in the sun. And I think that's really wholesome. Especially when we're talking about a creature that eats dogs and fucking abandons its kids if they just, you know, go outside for a bit too long. This is a wholesome fact. In fact, probably the only wholesome fact. Squirrels, they're not very wholesome creatures. What's the lifespan of a squirrel? How long do they live? Well, I looked it up, as you would hope I would for a squirrel podcast. Apparently in the wild, squirrels can live from 5 to 10 years, which, you know, that's quite a quite a decent lifespan. For a squirrel, you know, you look at it, it's like a little bit of a bit of a shit, it's a bit shit, isn't it? But in captivity, that doubles to 10 to 20 years, which means you can have a 20-year-old squirrel. I just think that's... He's going to be the wisest little squirrely dude in the world. I like that. I like that fact. Um, most of the most of them do die though when the kids falling out of trees or getting eaten by some sort of chicken that comes along and eats it. Well, you know, maybe like a bird, some sort of hawk, comes along, sticks its head in the nest, and goes, "Nice, I'm gonna have that for dinner." So we've talked a lot about the actual babies themselves, but. How do squirrels even have babies? Now, we're not going to go into the story of squirrel fucking, but I'll tell you how often it happens. A little bit about the gestation period. So, squirrels usually mate once or twice a year, but they're only pregnant for three to six weeks. That's not bad, is it? Little babbies crawling around there. Apparently, they've got no teeth, got no fur, they're blind, can't do anything. What's the point? To be quite fair, I don't, I don't blame the mother for abandoning them. You know, I said they're, you know, a disappointment to the family. Well, they are. You're born naked, toothless, blind, can't move, can't think. What's the point? Get rid of it. Chuck it out of the tree yourself, woman. Right. We're going to have a break and then we'll come back and we'll discuss some interesting random facts about squirrels. But first, a message from our sponsors. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by the concept of sponsorship. Well, what is sponsorship? So, back in 1912, a man named John Sponce thought, I really like that radio show that I've been listening to. And I also sell pasties. So, John got in contact with the radio show and said, I like your show so much that I want to advertise my pasties on your show. So, the radio presenters said, yeah, go on, we'll let you do it, but we want some free pasties, and we want some money. John Spons said, all right, I'll give you a bit of money, hopefully the amount of money that I'd give you will be outweighed by the amount of uh, advertisement that I can put out there. Hopefully I will get enough pasty sales from this one sponsorship to be able to justify giving you money to talk about my pasties on the radio. So why don't we listen to that original radio broadcast now? That rounds up our daily news feature of uh, the coverage of the tragedy of the Titanic. Our thoughts and prayers are, of course, with the victims and the families. 
While you're here, why not pop down to John Sponsor's Pasty Shop? He's got some brilliant pasties. Go down there right now. Get yourself a pasty. Get yourself a sausage roll. Get whatever you want. It's all half price for any listener of my radio show. Just go in. You can immediately say, hey, look, I listened to uh, that radio show that was talking about that Titanic tragedy. Yeah, go in there, say that. You'll get some free pasties. They're not free. They're 50% off. But you know what I'm saying? Have fun. Bye. And of course, thoughts and prayers to the families. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to our ads. I'm sure you listened to them and didn't just press the forward 30 seconds button three times. Let's move on with the show, shall we? We have some interesting squirrel-related facts for you right now. There's quite a lot of squirrel facts, but I think some of the most interesting ones are... Uh, squirrels in uh, mythology. So let's get to that last, shall we? So I'm just going to hit you with a few different squirrel facts right now. Coming at you, 365 miles an hour. Squirrels can run up to 20 miles an hour. That's quite fast. Like, that's a car. Like, that's a car in a school zone, right? That's pretty crazy. Uh, There's this thing called uh, a kaibab. Kaibab! Squirrel, uh, which just has a white tail, right? It's got regular, like, regular squirrely body. Then its tail is just white. But apparently, right, the interesting thing about that is that it only lives in an area of 20 to 40 miles in the US, and that's it. Nowhere else in the entire world has these special shiny squirrels. Really interesting. Uh, So they've got cushions, right, on their feet. Not massive proper cushions, but like cushiony pads, uh, toe beans, maybe. Uh, That protects them from big jump. Um, They leave uh, nuts on the ground, right? I've said this before. 70% of those nuts that they leave in the ground, right? They find them, that's all right. The other 30%, they don't find them. They actually just get left in the ground, and they turn into, I think, most trees. I mean, maybe not most trees, but a hell of a lot of trees. Uh, There's another one, right? Another type of squirrel called the tufted ground squirrel. Big boy. Big tail, right? This guy's got a big tail. Apparently, the tail is 130% of its body size. And it is ridiculous. It looks so stupid. Like, it looks like it's... Uh, if you imagine there was a, a cat called Tiggs that its tail sort of just folds up its back, that's basically how this works. Uh, just sort of runs its tail along the length of its back and it sort of sits on its head like a little hat. All right. That was the interesting fact part. Let's go into a couple of different stories. All right. Now, the first one here, I just found this interesting... Apparently there was a Norse messenger squirrel in Norse mythology, right? Now this little shit, right? He was a right little fucking uh, numpty. So his name was Ratatoskir, right? Cool name. Apparently that means drill tooth. Uh, We'll call him Rat Boy, because I can't be bothered to say that full thing. So Rat Boy, right? He's a mythological squirrel, and he runs up this big world tree called Yggdrasil, right? Now, at the top of the tree, there's these eagles, right? At the bottom of the tree, there's this serpent called Nidog, or some shit. And the squirrel runs between the two of them, talking shit about the other one. So he'll run all the way up to the top of the tree, speak to these eagles, and go, that little fucker down there has just called you his fucking flying twats. And then he'll run all the way back down, and he'll go, them eagles up there just called you a slithery cunt. Stirring shit, just trying to start shit, right? Little little massive dickhead, right? 
Uh, but he's not the most he's not the most interesting squirrel uh, in mythology. So let me set the scene. Now I don't know too much about this, and we'll try and keep it non-offensive. But there was this guy called Lord Rama, right? Now this dude was uh, an incarnation of Vishnu, right? So apparently Vishnu had uh, nine incarnations, right, across uh, a period of time, and one of them was Lord Rama. Right, now apparently he had a wife called Sita, right? Now, as far as I'm aware, she'd been kidnapped uh, and taken away. So this uh, this place called Lanka is where she was being held, right? So Sita is in Lanka, and Lord Rama is wanting to go and find her. He's got an army, right? Now, this is mythology. So he's got an army of monkeys, right? Monkey men called Venara. Right, and these monkey men, they're walking around with him, massive spears and all that type of stuff, from the pictures I've seen anyway. Uh, so they're walking around, and they've got these massive boulders, right? They're all just carrying these massive boulders. So, why? what are they doing? Lanka is across the sea. Now, I don't know how far that is in this story, but it could be a long distance. It could just be a short one, but still, across the sea. So... Lord Rama's like, right, monkey men, get your boulders, we're going out. So he puts his coat on, gets his little shiv, and he's out there, right? They head off towards the coast, carrying these massive boulders. And they're going to build a bridge using boulders all the way over to Lanka, right? But there was this little squirrel, right, running around. Beside all these monkey men. Monkey men have massive boulders. And this squirrel has got little pebbles. Right? And one of these monkey men looks at the little tiny squirrel. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck? What the fuck is that? A pebble. What are you going to do with that? You little fucking idiot. Proper proper calling him out, right? Like laughing at him and shit. Another monkey man comes along and he's like, oh, fucking hell. Look at this cunt with a squirrely little fucking pebbles. So take all these boulders, right? Take them all. They're like, we're going to take these boulders and we're going to put them in the ocean, make a bridge. The pebble carrier, the squirrel, comes along, right? And he starts, uh, he starts putting some of these pebbles down as well. These monkeys are laughing at him, you know, calling him little squirrel shit, calling him all sorts of stuff, right? And eventually, they start walking across the bridge. Lord Rama and his monkey men and the squirrel. And Lord Rama realises that the only reason they're even able to cross this bridge at all is because these little pebbles have been placed in the gaps between the large boulders which have kept the bridge sturdy. And Lord Rama looks at this little squirrel and he goes, you know what, that was mint. We were about falling in the water... But thanks to your ingenuity and thanks to your squirrel brain, we are saved. The only reason we were saved is because of you. So he picks up this little squirrel and this little squirrel's going fucking apeshit. He's like, oh my God, Lord Rama's picking us up. And Lord Rama, he's like, you are a fucking mint little squirrel, you. He picks him up and he gives him a stroke, right? And he gives him his blessing for him. For his descendants, for his whole family, gives him a blessing. And just strokes him on the back, like that. 
And that little squirrel, all of its descendants today, even in uh, South India, where the story uh, originates, all of them, if you go and have a look at little pictures of them, they've got these lovely stripes down the back where Lord Rama ran his fingers, gave him a blessing. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that a lovely little story? And the last story, really, the last story of the evening, the Squirrel Podcast, it's coming to an end. But the last story we have for you is from the Industrial Revolution in New York. Now, this isn't so much as a story, just a thing that happened that I thought was really cool. So, the Industrial Revolution happened in New York, right? All these squirrels, and I don't know how this happened, but all of these fucking squirrels were wiped out, right? They were gone, eradicated from the face of New York. People were like, what the fuck's a squirrel? Like, what? What are you going on about? And then one day they were like, do you know what? The world's become so boring. The world's become so shit. Look at them fucking, see them like chimneys pumping out all that smoke. What a boring thing that is. Imagine if that was a squirrel. You would all be fucking pissing yourselves. So, some person, I don't know who, some person of authority in New York at the time said, you know what? Why don't we bring the squirrels back? And not from the dead, but just bring them back in general, you know, bring them back to New York. So they went out and they found squirrels and they were just like, we're sorry. You know, we've both said, said some things that we didn't mean. We're, we're really want you back, squirrels. And the squirrels said, <laughs> you want us back, do you mortal? Uh, and then they brought them back, and the squirrels, uh, that's when the squirrels went on to become fucking dog eaters and shit, so maybe bringing them back wasn't the right idea, but they brought them back, and squirrels just became a part of New York, just like they're a part of loads of different cities in the world. You can find them on basically every continent. You'll get a squirrel. Uh, I personally disagree with some of the choices that these people make. I don't think that uh, if you're a squirrel scientist, then you're looking at something that is practically a mouse with a squirrel tail on it. Nah, don't think that's a squirrel, mate. I think you've got to... Back to the drawing board with that one. Why not a squouse or a mural or some shit? And that's the show. Thank you for listening to Fair and Squirrel. I hope you've had uh, an enjoyable time. Uh, hopefully you'll come back next week for another Squirrel podcast. There won't be a next week. This is the only episode. So, have a good one. Maybe you're asleep now, maybe not. Maybe this possibly couldn't have sent you asleep because of all the loud bits in it, but hopefully you've at least finished your cuppa. Thanks for listening. Love you lots. Bye.